the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Common Good. My name is Aubrey Sampson, alongside my special guest co-host for the week, Catherine McNeil. Hey! This is another melding of worlds, Catherine. (laughs) I am so excited. Because we have brought on a mutual friend, a mutual colleague, the senior editor at NavPress. She's in charge of strategy and vision and acquisitions and so much more. Caitlin Carlson. Woo! Hey, guys! Thanks for being here with us today. I'm so happy to be here. This is awesome. So much fun to have you. We're going to talk to you about publishing and writing and editing and the relationships between authors and editors. And we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, but let's let's just start big picture. What in the world does it mean that you are the senior editor at NavPress? What do you do? Uh, well, it kind of varies from day to day, but the probably the best way to describe it is several years ago, I mean, early, early on in my career in publishing before I was doing this, someone asked me, like, if you could do absolutely anything in the world and get paid for it, what would that be? And I was like, I mean, honestly, just like sit at coffee with my friends and have just wow. wide ranging conversations about what wow. matters to us and the deep things. And um, and that's essentially what I get to do because, um, <laughs> spoiler alert, I end up becoming <laughs> friends with all the authors I work with. Um, and uh, we have these wide ranging conversations about the things that matter to them, how it intersects with God's work in the world, mm. um, like the unique callings that they have in writing and the ministry that they're um, engaged in through the work of words. And I get to be a participant in that. I get to come alongside and participate in those conversations um, in many different ways. Some of them are in person. Some of them are over the phone. Some of them are through the actual manuscripts. And um, it's uh, it's life-giving stuff. And um, I sort of felt like I stumbled into it. So uh, it's great. I get paid to do the thing that I... Uh, dreamed of doing. I love that. That's, That's so, so awesome. Cool. Caitlin, I first met you, I think back in 2015. Good gracious. When you first became the editor for my first book, mm-hmm. and then you went on to become the editor of my second book and the editor of my third book. Yes. So we have become very good friends mm-hmm. and we have worked on a lot of ideas and a lot of words and drunk a lot of coffee. Yes. Um, what is it that you love about the books that NavPress mm. brings in or that you're able to acquire for NavPress? Because mm. I noted such a unique um, something about yeah. your angle and your passion, and I've come to find it all throughout NavPress since yeah. then. Um, and I, I also love to read the other NavPress books, and I've become friends with other NavPress yeah. authors. How would you create a distinction? What makes NavPress unique? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the like word that we use to focus all that we're doing is discipleship. 
Um, but really what that looks like, it's the formation and equipping of God's people mm. in the context of relationship. And that requires authenticity, vulnerability, um, showing up as your actual self. Um, and that includes the writers and that it's the invitation to the readers. Mm. So um, we're not going for the superficial. We're going for what does it actually look like to be formed in Christ and then um, spurred on and equipped to uh, take what you have learned, take what God is doing in your life and engage uh, with others, um, whether it's other believers who you're kind of doing shoulder to shoulder work with or people who are um, seeking and asking questions. Um, it's meeting people in the real stuff of life and where does God intersect with that? Mm. So the distinctive for me, the, what, what, what gets me up in the morning to work on the mm. books at Nav Press is that I believe that the what what I'm reading, what I'm engaging with, what I'm editing, what our authors are writing um, actually matters. Like it actually changes lives. It actually meets people and helps them feel seen in places where I think sometimes in um, Christian context, we can maybe feel unseen or feel like we have to perform or put on some sort of face. Um, and instead we're trying to faithfully engage with those questions from the context of scripture yeah, and through yeah. the context of relationship. So beautiful. Wow. I love that. This is uh, maybe going to feel like a like different line of thought, but as you were talking, it did make me think something that Catherine and I talk about a lot, just as authors, we get a lot of people that reach out to us. Hey, I want to write a book. Hey, my sister mm, wants to write oh, a yes. book. Hey, my best friend wants to write a book. What do I do? And, and Catherine and I always, this may show our snarkiness a little bit, we kind of joke like, okay, well, like if someone were, I, I'm not going to go to a doctor and say, Hey, I want to perform surgery. What do I do? Like, I'm going to do the, you know, so, but, but mm -hmm. I don't want to go, I don't want to answer from a snarky place. I want you as an acquisitions editor, if someone sincerely has a book in their heart, a calling to write something, like how do they steward that yeah. desire? That's a good question. So the answer is actually a little bit different depending on the person. Mm. Some people, um, they have a really clear sense of what they're called to write. Um, and um, it's just that they need sort of the structures and tools of, okay, how do I, um, how do I sit down and actually do the thing? How do I know that what, how, like that the message that I'm trying to put to paper is going to be good. And that requires, you know, maybe going to writer's workshops or joining a writing group or, you know, something that is going to be sort of, um, an encouragement and a, 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 structure in the craft of writing. Some people already have a good book in them, but they don't have, um, what we call a platform or, or much of what we call a platform. Um, so the kind of the other piece of traditional publishing is, um, who are you speaking to? Um, I, I don't, I'll be honest. I don't love the word platform. I, I prefer to use the word credibility. It's more all encompassing. Mm -hmm. It's what are you saying? Um, and are people listening? Like, do you have the credibility to, uh, write into this, to speak into this? Um, have you done the kind of pre-work before the writing to be, um, somebody that 
can speak credibly on this. So, um, for example, a, a new author I'm working with, she's writing on um, the like developmental discipleship from ages zero to thirteen, hmm. and the different stages of what is like what does it look like for parents to disciple their children depending on their developmental stage. Awesome. Um, and wow. she, but she's got the credibility. She's never written a book before. She's never been traditionally published before, but she has worked in children's ministry for decades. She's the vice president of uh, something at a, a university and she leads their children's ministry, their spiritual formation, their discipleship training yeah. for uh, people who are going into that work. So she has been doing this work for a very long time. Mm. And uh, like, it's easy to talk about why she can do that. The platform piece, the kind of making sure that people are listening piece is um, how to get into those conversations. So I will direct somebody maybe whose early career has the credentialing, the credibility to write and speak on something to say, like, all right, you need to be looking for the places and spaces where um, your voice will be welcome mm-hmm. and more people, you'll, you'll find more people who want to listen to you yeah. and want to learn from you. Wow. So yeah, so th- those are kind of two paths. Um, the third is uh, a lot of times my shorthand is just uh, find a literary agent, because yeah. they're gonna they're gonna be your best kind of advocate and coach in those early stage things. And the easiest way to find a literary agent is to look at books that are in the same space as what you want to write. Hmm. Look at the copyright page, see who's representing them, um, and you'll find um, a list of options basically That's by looking so at good. different books. Yeah, it's so good. We're talking with senior editor at Nav Press, my editor, Catherine's editor, yeah. Carlson, about the book world and writing and what God is doing in publishing. We're going to continue our conversation with Caitlin when we return. You're listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. You know, Aubrey, I know that you are the host of the show, and I'm just, as you like to refer to me, the old guest. <laughs> old faithful. <laughs> but I'd like to turn the tables a little bit and ask you a question, because Ooh, uh, we, since we have Caitlin here, Caitlin is also your editor. Yes. And she's edited a few books for you and is yes. about to edit a few books for you. Yes. And one of those books is coming out really soon, and it is so special and amazing. I would love to talk to both of you about this. Could Aubrey, Caitlin, could you tell me and the listeners about yeah. this book? I'll, I'll start, Caitlin, with kind of how this book came to fruition, and then you can take it from there if that's okay. Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a children's book coming out October 6th, uh, 17th. It's called Big Feelings Days, a book about hard things, heavy emotions, and Jesus's love, available for pre-order now. Hmm. Um, but uh, this, this book, it really, I feel like it came to us because there was a family in our church who um, had, a, had a stillborn. Hmm. And I, I was actually on the phone with the Nav Press team about something else. It might have been my, my last book, Known. And I was like, oh, you guys, I have to go. Or I, I, I couldn't be at the meeting or something because we had to be at the, the hospital with wow. this precious family. And as we continued to walk with them, they found they, they have young kids. They found that there were a lot of resources for them as parents, but there weren't a lot of resources for their kids who were grieving mm. deeply the loss of their little sister wow. and their dreams and their excitement. And and so I called Caitlin actually investigating, hey, she's asked me for resources. I'm looking online. I can't find mm. anything. There's got to be something NavPress has. Do you know anything? And Caitlin and um, 
the team called maybe like an hour later and just said, we think you need to write this. And wow. Big Feelings Days was born. And I am, I've, I, I'm very excited about it. It is special and it is sweet. It also, like we started to get the art and the cover at the same time that my, I've talked about my best friend, Jen, um, her dying literally was happening mm. at the same mm-hmm. time we were kind of decided like finalizing cover art and dedication and she's got little kids. And so I feel like in one sense, God went before this book in a lot of ways for me personally and for other people that wow. were with in pains too. That's so beautiful. Caitlin, can you weigh in from your perspective as the editor mm. and the one who received this book and pulled it out of Aubrey? Honestly, like I like children's books are actually not easy to write, mm-hmm. but Aubrey, like this, the, like, I remember the getting the first, like her kind of like first draft from her and it was so beautiful and tender and like cared so well for our little kid hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I've been uh, so excited about this book. I think we've been working on it for like 18 months now or it's longer. Been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, but what, what I've particularly loved. So it's a children's book. It's like 32 pages, full color art, walking through, um, like, what do you, like, how do you like helping children understand that big feelings are part of everyone's experience. And mm-hmm. also like, they're not alone. Jesus is with them. Jesus created yeah. them. Jesus loves them. Yeah. Um, but what has been so fun. So like we have got some early copies in for like quality control review. And the, when you work in publishing, like you kind of know the books that everyone's excited about. Cause those, th- those copies disappear very quickly. Like people <laughs> just like smuggle them home. So I definitely smuggled them home. One of my friends um, who works at our partner Tyndale smuggled it home. <laughs> um, my kids have like, they look at the pictures and they're just like, Oh, it's Jesus. And you know, I can talk to him. And like, it's like brought Jesus actually a lot more tangibly into their experience. Like that was, I was actually not expecting that piece. Like that we're noticing that like, it's not just that they're having their like emotional life, um, like placed in a context where they can understand it, Mm -hmm. but they're learning that Jesus like is somebody who like actually matters to their experience. And my friend, she sent me this long message about her. I think he's three, her three-year-old. She said, you know, like he wasn't like super interested in Jesus prior to like this, but now he insists on reading this book every single night. He points at Jesus over and over and says, I want that Jesus. Can we call him? Can I get, can you get in our car? Can he come be with me? Um, And he like, apparently she, said they went to church and he's just not been that engaged in um some of the like he wants to play he doesn't you know yeah, there's like yeah. a story time and all this stuff and during the story time or the scripture time for the kids he heard uh somebody's like who was teaching say something about jesus and he just immediately beelined and was like wait this story is about jesus i yeah. like jesus wow. and just wow. like it has like woken him up to this like idea of who jesus is for him as a little three-year-old yeah. oh, um and so I'm just really excited about that part because yeah. it like speaks the like emotional language of kids yeah, and puts like, like helps them understand that like where Jesus is in it yeah. and that he's somebody who loves them. Gosh, so. Can you either Caitlin or Aubrey, can you remind us the name of the book? Because I think a lot of people are about to start Googling it. Yes. Uh, Aubrey, did you want to say it? Sure. It's called <laughs> big feelings days a book about hard things, heavy emotions, and Jesus's love. And I, I'll just add on, I'll just, 
I'll just brag about my own book. <laughs> it's not really. It's, it's just what God is doing through it. But I will say I've had a lot of adults say, man, this book made me cry. I'm reading it to my kids crying. And so I do think it's it's a book for little kids age three to seven. But certainly I dedicated it to the inner little kid in my husband. Oh, it's, it's a book oh, for our inner little kid as well. So thanks wow. for letting us talk about that, Catherine. Thanks. For oh, you bet. I love it. I love it. It's so I, where's my early copy? That's what I want to know. Yeah, you're I, on uh... the influencer list. Okay. <laughs> okay. Whether okay. or not you want to be, you are. You are. Oh, I do. <laughs> um, Caitlin, we've got you for just another couple minutes. I, I would love to hear generally, like, um, what do you what do you love about books? Like when you're when you're you get manuscripts that come to you, you're trying to decide. You've already talked a little bit about the discipleship piece, but what um, makes you come alive? And you're like, yes, I want to work on this book, or I want to read this book, or I want to engage in this book. What are those things for you? I think like the biggest thing is. Um, the story and the person, like if I can, if I feel like I can't stop reading mm. how this person processes, their writing is beautiful. They're like, they're making me think in different ways about things that matter to me and that matter to like my life with God. Um, the ones that have like stuck with me are the ones that just totally like, they were both like beautifully written, uh, but also just completely like, gave me a new vantage point on life. Um, so I will brag on Catherine just a minute here because like her very first book was that for me. Like I had, I didn't know her yeah. yet, um, but yeah. I got her manuscript in and I was pregnant with my first at the time wow. and long days of small things. Motherhood is a spiritual discipline. It, I've read so many motherhood book proposals, so many motherhood books. And this was one that like, was like, God is at work in yeah. where you already are in the rhythms and spaces of this season I was about to step into. Um, and that, like, I worked on that book, like the first year of my son's life. Like I literally got the call that she was going to work with me the day I was coming home from the hospital. Like, I remember that. (laughs) I'm sorry that you had to take a work call that day. (laughs) No, I, 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 when I saw it was your agent, I was like, oh, I'm taking this. (laughs) I will will answer this. I will answer this. Well, Caitlin, thank you so much for being with us today. Where can our people find and follow you and where can they find out more about the books? that NavPress is putting out into the world. Yeah. So you can find our books at navpress.com um, or anywhere books are sold. Um, and um, finding me and following me on social media these days, I used to be a Twitter girl and that's a little turbulent right now. So I am on threads. So we'll see if that sticks. Yeah. Um, but Caitlin, I think Caitlin R. Carlson on threads. Um, and um, Facebook is, I think, a little bit more like my family space. But yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm... Yep. I'm a few places. Love it. Well, thanks so much for being here today, Caitlin. It's been so fun to chat with you. Yeah. Thank you both so much. This was a delight. We'll be back again tomorrow from 4 to 6 p.m. For Catherine McNeil, I'm Aubrey Sampson, and you've been listening to The Common Good on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.